I'm quite surprised we haven't had any halloumi. Oh, oh, yeah. Hummus, hummus, where's hummus? Hummus is in Greek. Hummus is in Greek. Oh, it's in Listening to the Portable Foodie. My name is Paris. I live in Devon in the UK with my husband of many years. I'm not a chef or even a particularly good cook, but food and eating is my passion. The Portable Foodie has been off on its holly bobs. What was supposed to be a week on the Côte d'Azur has irresistibly turned into a fun weekend in Zakinathos or Zanti for those that ain't posh. The opportunity to go on a holiday with friends you know you'll come back still liking is a chance not to be missed. The deal was cheap, really cheap, and just what we needed, as all of us were carrying the symptoms of a few unexpectedly hard months, either at work, our private lives, or frequently both. Simple enjoyment was required, peace and a good soak in the sun, much more so than discovery and luxury. The deal was on an all-inclusive basis, because that's just the way it came. And it raises a fair question. What to expect? Should we expect anonymous, carb-loaded world cuisine? Easy on the eye, hell on the stomach, and offensive to nobody? Comfort food for the world, if you like. And would it even be reasonable to expect any Greek cuisine? I've had two experiences of all-inclusive eating. One, astonishingly good, in the West Indies, where chefs on individual stations cooked fresh dishes to order and the menu changed daily. At the nardier end of the scale was Cancun, and though a fantastic holiday, it had a hotel that thought nothing of wheeling cartloads of ghastly-looking economy ingredients past guests sat poolside. They couldn't even get the basics right and were content to leave food under heat lamps until it attained a state of near extinction. Worst of all, they drove us to near madness, with the same three ingredients haunting at least one meal each day. But you can always go out and pay for it, and therein lies the nub. All-inclusive food has a dirty image, somehow seen as the sole preserve of those who value quantity over quality and variety as substandard somehow, despite being found at all classes of hotel and at all price brackets, it is instantly looked down upon by everyone. Of course, it isn't very adventurous to consume only what is doled out in hotel restaurants each day, but that's a separate issue and of concern only for those who can afford to go elsewhere. I believe all-inclusive food can be okay, good, even at the bargain end of things. If nothing else, it is a fantastic way of trying the new and unusual, the feared and the previously unencountered. Don't like it? Never mind. Try something else. That option just doesn't occur anywhere else in your culinary journey through life. At least, not for free. It's 05.33am in Gatwick. Oh, it's a scene from Midnight Cowboy. After a four and a half hour drive, everyone is wide-eyed, discombobulated and moving automaton-like. From a warm paper bag, I'm eating what appears to all the world be a pair of lightly grilled flip-flops, slices of analogue cheese and dog shite sandwiched between. I'm currently the chief bag watcher whilst the rest of the group fans out to purchase another hundred weight of paperbacks, travel gadgets and 
Have a quick mince through the duty free. I can't correctly encompass my expectancies for all-inclusive eating somehow. It's certainly not enough to make a podcast episode. Not wishing to be rude, and I am, in a country where part of its culinary tradition is smashing dinner plates, should I even bother? Would we be all much better off just grabbing a bowl of olives, some feta, sorry, some, some feta cheese, bread and oil, and head for the beach with a few good books, stopping only to supply ourselves with that wine that comes in containers normally reserved for creosotes? Oh well. Let's see. I'll leave it in the hands of my friends to decide. I'll follow, I'm going to follow their thoughts on the food consumed during the week. Will all-inclusive eating be good or bad enough? Is it even remotely Greek? Or is this just too much to hope for? And the bar. Well, that should speak for itself. So I'm going to follow them. This could be a really bad idea. Going by TripAdvisor, the hotel is small, locally owned and cheerful looking. I tend to get lost in hotels with more than 100 rooms. All those identical echoing corridors and bewildering signs defeat me, often within seconds. I can greet the same cleaning lady as much as four times before ringing Carl to come and get me from reception. Going small could be risky, given a larger hotel will have greater culinary economies of scale. But I'd risk a small hotel any day in exchange for its cosier, more intimate atmosphere. So, joining me on this endlessly debatable culinary feast are long-suffering husband Carl and my very good friends Noel, Adam, Natalie, Nikki, Phil and Andre. Fay counter and then a separate drinks area. This is great with some uh, freshly sliced red onion, red peppers, uh, cabbage, green and red, uh, some unnamed greens. Oh, these are really, really nice tomatoes. These are lush and red, vibrant tomatoes, and there's a few different flavours in there. Fat and juicy, and you, you can actually smell them. Some tired, green, pallid-looking olives in brine. That's a, that's a real shame. Oh, God, there's some fantastic feta. I'm, um, I'm standing in front of a, a huge, oblong, snow-white brick feta. This is so much far, far removed from what I'm used to eating. And it's really good. It's just so different from what we have. Whereas our feta in Europe has that sort of crumbly, slightly chalky texture. This is far, far smoother and creamier and has a real whack of tang. Um, into a sort of silhouette of a commercial fishing trawler. It's probably about 18 inches, two foot wide. What's, what's worse is that it appears to be sailing in a sea of this lurid, transparent blue jelly it's, it's, it's vintage Fanny Craddock and so that's all good stuff uh, next to that we've got the hot mains this is all good hearty stuff uh, pasta baked for the veggies some roughly jointed chicken pieces that look like they've been roasted they look good though certainly very dry I oh, know that's just that's, oh that's a stufado yeah it looks nice enough uh, next to that a large pan of roasted vegetables Another of boiled rice, and I think there's probably some uh, some rice, uh, some cooked onion in with that as well. There's also, oh god, that's probably masaka. Oh well, it is Greece, I suppose. Um, yeah, it certainly. If a masaka can look turgid, this certainly does.
Later, as our group began to buckle under the influence of the entire bar, I broached the food subject for the first time, to see if a reasoned consensus of opinion could be reached. This was, of course, a futile task, made worse by my own march towards oblivion. Right, today's lunch was pretty dire compared to what we've had the previous days. I thought it was uh, I mean, most days I've had the, you know, because we've been having breakfast and lunch and afternoon snacks and afternoon tea and dinner, I tend to go for something light for lunch. It's usually like a salad, which is mainly based on the great feta cheese that they have for each day. Um, but, I mean, today I can't really remember having the feta cheese salad. I think I got some salad bits out, like the red cabbage and the green cabbage all shredded up and the salad and the onions and stuff. I don't remember having feta cheese with it. But um, I think I might have gone for that... Um, I might go for that soup for lunch. Did I have that, veg- that um, vegetable soup for lunch? Or was that yesterday? I mean, there might have been some chicken lunch today, and I, I, I will say that is that was probably dry, but that's probably for the benefit of the mainstay of people here that complain that chicken's pink in the middle and stuff like that. So just to get across that they've actually cooked the chicken, I guess they tend to overdo it more than not make you know then make sure it's correct you know did you, and nice did you, did you have any artichoke i had a bit i had a bit of your artichoke well right i mean i wouldn't say stand out good but the the two things that i've had that have, you know in this hotel two things that i've had that have really kind of come across is um on the first night i had moussaka and i wouldn't say i enjoyed it I didn't dislike it, but it was an overriding taste of mint in it. Which, yeah. I, you know, mint is one of the herbs that I don't mint really care for too much. But, you know, it's we're in Greece. I want to try their cuisine. Yeah. I want to eat what they do. I, I know they probably do it somewhere different in another restaurant, stuff, but I had that. What's stand out? Chips. Oh, I have chips. What's good you know, chips. What do you enjoy from Salads. Sorry, the vodka. <laughs> vodka. No, I'm disappointed there is more sort of whole fish. Yeah. No. What has been your favourite meal so far? Breakfast, lunch, dinner? I quite like the chicken nuggets. No. Afternoon tea. I would say afternoon tea. No, that's not oh, my favourite lunch. They I would just say my favourite part of the food so far is the chicken nugget. After you had five gin and tonics, there's well, chicken nuggets. Because it wasn't, it wasn't mashed up chicken. Oh, oh no, it was a bit of thigh and butter. <laughs> but what colour is the chicken? Brown. Grey. It's brown. And that matches thigh. So if you had to score, I like a bit of thigh. Bear in mind, this is an all holiday. Oh, it's world cuisine. If you had to score what you've eaten at ten, oh, about two. Yeah, <laughs> about two. Yeah, I wouldn't. I call it. I call it for for what you paid. Oh you no, get. you didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> so I did. No. no, you said what would you rate it? No, what would you score what you in terms paid? of value for money? For what you've got? In terms of value for money, I would probably score it about a seven or eight. No, I'll go with a seven. Because I think for what you've paid, it's is not what about, you should expect. Yeah. Would you expect, though, coming on holiday to Greece, would you expect to have Greek cuisine or kind of world cuisine? I think you have had cuisine. Greek cuisine. I don't think it has. I think it's yes. kind of more world there, cuisine. No, there's always been think, a Greek dish. I think you've had yeah. Greek cuisine. You've had Greek salad. You've had moussaka. 
it may not be the greatest moussaka in the world, it may not but be the greatest moussaka in the world, but it was... It's like world cuisine slanted Greek. If there's yeah. always feta cheese on the buffet uh, tables, there's a Greek option. Great. <laughs> right, well, I'm just adding a comment that's valid. But I mean, see, see nothing to say, nothing to say. Barbecue chicken. Wings. It's not about him. It's about all of us. Thank you for that, Andre. Yeah. Very deep insight. Yeah. Andre wants everyone to know the barbecue chicken wings were lovely. Yeah, they were yes. brilliant. Barbecue chicken wings were lovely, no, they're but they're not, not Greek. So, no, I didn't come here expecting to eat Greek food. I expected oh, kind of you know, you, And I think it would be unreasonable. No, it would be unreasonable yeah, to come no, here expecting yeah, Greek food. Yeah, you should expect world cuisine. If you want kind of Euro food, you should go to the restaurant down there. Exactly. Promising Greek food. This is international cuisine for the Cretan town that it's serving, which is very throughout Yeah, and I think it's achieved that really well. I don't like the way they cut their meat. Yeah. It's odd. Yeah. It's like a chicken breast. Yeah. To be a chicken breast. Yeah, I don't want to be a, a, a bone in a chicken breast. Yeah, yeah. I prefer that. I like that. I like the kind of. We're not listening to you, though. It's not about you, is it? This is about me. No, I'm just saying that you're asking me my opinion. I don't want to hear yours. I'll hear yours on the pod. Won't I? Well, he edits stuff to make himself sound better. Yeah. 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 You don't even need it. I'll never do it. Just cut yours out and make yeah, it sound yeah. stupid. I'm quite surprised we haven't had any halloumi. Or, or, yeah. hummus. Hummus. Where's hummus? Hummus is in Greek. Hummus is in Greek. Oh, get away from this. Is it? Yeah, it's Greek. It's, it's, Thomas is Greek. Greek. He's talking about his fucking ass. Chickpeas. Tahini yeah. peas. Yeah. 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 Hummus is Greek. Yeah. If you go yeah, into most, I guarantee you, it's very popular. Technically speaking, it's not Greek. It's, it's, it's kind of Turkish Arabic, but it is does have very strong presence in Greece. I'm very surprised. Croissants. Croissants. No, but in the same way that croissants are sort of Saudi Arabian. The mint has been in the cheese pie, the vine leaves, um, it was in the bloody pasta, it was put on the potatoes. I thought the mint was in everything. No. I've not tasted the mint. No, I haven't. You've got the, did you eat the vine leaves? No. Did you have the cheese? It was in the mint and dill in the vine leaves. I didn't think the vine leaves were very good. I thought the vine leaves were lovely, but very strong in dill and a bit of mint. And the mint was really overriding everything. Yeah, and that's why I didn't eat it. And you told me, when I asked you how it is, you said it's really lovely. So I brought both on the table. I knew that. Yeah. So I opened it by the table, and I said, no, it's lovely, it's lovely, eat it. So I cut it in half, opened it, smelled it, and it was stinking of mint. It's the vine leaves. So the stinking of mint. So I said, no, no chance I'm going to eat that shit. I expected there would be some sort of... World cuisine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chips. Yeah, Chips. cheapish Chips. food. Shit. Uh, you said not to swear. I'll bleep it, it's fine. <laughs> but, it adds to it. But it's sort of 
same stuff every day, what you don't eat the previous day will have on the plate the following day. But there's nothing unpleasant. <laughs> there's nothing that's actually unpleasant, though, is there? Well, <laughs> like toad in a hole. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, but I mean, today, the beef was amazing. I really liked it, it was really tender. The only thing I was missing was... I was eating roast. shoes! There <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. nothing that was inedible. In it's edible. It was edible. Yeah, it was, edible. And there was something, even if you didn't like what was there, kind of have chips. Give them chips. Give yeah. them chips. Give them chips. It's very yeah. We drained this drink called... Well, we called this green shed. Who would like to pay for this after 11 o'clock? Who would like green shed? No Nat, do you have anything to add? No. Are you happy with the food? Yes. Was there anything that wasn't as good as you expected? No. Was there anything that was better than you expected? No. No. Great. I know you're having Hello. green shit. Yes. <laughs> so. I had purple shit this afternoon. We had orange shit yesterday. It goes down very well. What's your favourite meal been? Breakfast? Lunch? Afternoon tea, evening tea, oh, dinner, evening tea. So what have we learnt? What fundamental conclusions have risen gently to the top? Well, the answer is, of course, bugger all. Not an all-inclusive sausage. I took care to ask each person the same question, at least twice, and got wildly different answers each time, often just minutes apart. Put simply, as long as the food was edible and the drinks cold, they just didn't give a damn. Couldn't be buggered. If anything, the food added joy to the holiday. After you have seen the same chorito sausage on a hot plate for breakfast, as toad in the hole for lunch, and sausage rolls for afternoon tea, it's impossible to stop yourself from actively searching it out at the evening meal. If only so you can take one, return to the table and say, I've seen this shit somewhere before. Also of no great revelation was the fact that Greek feta beats the pants off the junk we buy in this country. Or the astounding fact that the Greeks throw mint in just about everything that doesn't already have it in. I can, however, confirm that authentic Greek ouzo, drunk poolside on a balmy evening, is in fact even more objectionable than that sold in the UK. If only for the simple reason that, at least in this country, we do the decent thing and torch the bastard before we drink it. So ouzo aside, no culinary crimes were committed. Food and drink expectations just... Step down a level importance for a week, that's all. Committed foodies should not take this as a fair warning to turn up with suitcases suitably stuffed with supplies from Fonchamp and a tin opener on a lanyard round their neck. Rather, it is a suggestion to be all-inclusive. Revel in it. Eat little bits of every single item on offer each day. Mix and match this with that. Enjoy its sociability. Copy other people's drink requests. Take indigestion remedies with wine rather than beer. And lastly, skip the entire malformed dessert section. There's no saving that one. All-inclusive food can be exciting and welcoming. An example of this, I offer Andre's excitement at the discovery of Nutella. Andre, what is Breakfast. your favourite meal? Breakfast. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. Today, the croissants... Oh, the croissants... Somewhere else. <laughs> no, no, the croissants... Croissants, 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 with uh, shitloads of Nutella, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he means a bowl full yeah, of Nutella, that was amazing, you just dipped it in, and the texture of that, it was amazing, 
saying? What, of Nutella? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, the onion rings without onion the, with Nutella. No, no. that wasn't onion ring. Hang on. Yeah, exactly. So for you, breakfast was the best meal because there was Nutella. Yeah. I don't normally eat Nutella. You've been listening to The Portable Foodie. If you've enjoyed this, do my ego a favour. Tell a couple of people and subscribe to the podcast.